This week we're heading into Lent and into this preparation for the return of our Lord in the Easter season. We're going to spend time really thinking about what does it mean to have a, a great Lenten season. And in particular, look into the readings this week for the approaches and the expectations that the Lord has when it comes to things like fasting and self-denial. The Catechism certainly speaks to some of this, but I think that through the liturgy, we've received some really great guidance on how to consider effective self-denial, effective fasting, and truly to do so in a way that the Lord uh, is pleased. That it's not sufficient to walk around carrying our fasting as a burden, but rather to celebrate it as a gift. A gift to us as a way of, of challenging and to drive perseverance within us, and a gift that we take for ourselves to the Lord. That we give it over to Him in thanks to the blessings that He's given us, not in expectation of any further gifts. Monday, February 12th, 2024. A reading from the letter of James. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and he will be given it. But he should ask in faith, not doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, that is driven and tossed about by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, since he is a man of two minds, unstable in all his ways. The brother in lowly circumstances should take pride in high standing, and the rich one in his lowliness, for he will pass away like the flower of the field. For the sun comes up with its scorching heat, and dries up the grass, its flower droops, and the beauty of its appearance vanishes. So will the rich person fade away in the midst of his pursuits. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. The Pharisees came forward and began to argue with Jesus seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. He sighed from the depth of his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Amen, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them, got into the boat again, and went off to the other shore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. A reading from the letter of James. Blessed is he who perseveres in temptation, for when he has been proven, he will receive the crown of life that he promised to those who love him. 
No one experiencing temptation should say, I am being tempted by God. For God is not subject to temptation to evil, and he himself tempts no one. Rather, each person is tempted when lured and enticed by his desire. Then desire conceives and brings forth sin, and when sin reaches maturity, it gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers and sisters. All good giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no alteration or shadow caused by change. He willed to give us birth by the word of truth, that we may be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. Jesus enjoined them, Watch out! Guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They concluded among themselves that it was because they had no bread. When he became aware of this, he said to them, Why do you conclude? that it is because you have no bread. Do you not yet understand or comprehend? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and not see, ears and not hear? And do you not remember, when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many wicker baskets full of fragments you picked up? They answered him, Twelve. When I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many full baskets of fragments did you pick up? They answered him, Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A quick note before going on to the readings from Ash Wednesday about the first readings from both Monday and Tuesday. These are from the epistle of James, which is oftentimes overlooked in favor of some of the other epistles, those of St. Paul, St. Peter, and even St. John. But this is an interesting letter, one that really calls the diaspora of Hebrews that have begun to follow Christ to a specific way of living. We hear there that people should look towards perseverance in the face of trials as a gift, as a blessing. And it's interesting when we think about the author of this particular epistle, what was the basis for for him thinking about this? This isn't James, um, the brother of John, from the apostles. In fact, what the church teaches us is that this is written by James the Just, which was an honorific given to the brother of Jesus himself, or at least his half-brother. We will recall from a recent reading from uh, the Gospel according to Mark that uh, we, we have references to Christ's brothers and sisters. From Mark 6.3, when Christ returns to Nazareth and is shunned by his, his uh, fellow townspeople, they say, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Jude and Simon? Are not his sisters also here with us? So think about that particular set of readings as someone who's seen Jesus grow up, who's known him from early life, has seen his challenges, his tribulations, and then hears people complaining and frustrated and scared, frankly, 
about their treating as followers of Christ and saying to them, this is itself a gift. Because who's going to have a greater appreciation for what it means to have those trials than someone who likely himself was shunned because his his half-brother was Jesus. Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. Ash Wednesday. A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Proclaim a fast. Call an assembly. Gather the people. Notify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold. Now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret and your father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your father in secret, and your father 
who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father, who sees what is hidden, will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thursday, February 15th, 2024. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, Today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and doom. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I enjoin on you today, loving him and walking in his ways and keeping his commandments, statutes and decrees, you will live and grow numerous. And the Lord, your God, will bless you in the land you are entering to occupy. If, however, You turn away your hearts and will not listen, but are led astray and adore and serve other gods. I tell you now that you will certainly perish. You will not have a long life on the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and occupy. I call heaven and earth today to witness against you. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life then, that you and your descendants may live by loving the Lord your God, heeding his voice and holding fast to him. For that will mean life for you, a long life for you to live on the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friday, February 16th, 2024. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord God, cry out full-throated and unsparingly, lift up your voice like a trumpet blast. Tell my people their wickedness and the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me day after day and desire to know my ways like a nation that has done what is just 
and not abandon the law of their God. They ask me to declare what is due them, pleased to gain access to God. Why do we fast and you do not see it? Afflict ourselves and you take no note of it. Lo, on your fast day, you carry out your own pursuits and drive all your laborers. Yes, your fast ends in quarreling and fighting, striking with wicked claw. Would that today you might fast so as to make your voice heard on high. Is this the manner of fasting I wish, of keeping a day of penance? That a man bow his head like a reed and lie on sackcloth and ashes? Do you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? This, rather, is the fasting that I wish. Releasing those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed, breaking every yoke, sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the oppressed and the homeless, clothing the naked when you see them, and not turning your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your wound shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. The Word of the Lord. A reading From the Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Saturday, February 17th, 2024. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, if you remove from your midst oppression, false accusation, and malicious speech, If you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then light shall rise for you in the darkness, and the gloom shall become for you like midday. Then the Lord will guide you always and give you plenty, even on the parched land. He will renew your strength, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring whose water never fails. The ancient ruins shall be rebuilt for your sake, and the foundations from ages past you shall raise up. Repairer of the breach they shall call you, restorer of ruined homesteads. If you hold back your foot on the Sabbath from following your own pursuits on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, if you honor it by not following your ways, seeking your own interests, or speaking with malice, then you shall delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, 
I will nourish you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And leaving everything behind, he got up and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were at table with him. The Pharisees and their scribes complained to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus said to them in reply, Those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we find ourselves here at the beginning of Lent, a period of preparation and penance in anticipation of the season of Easter. And basically what we've got from the readings this week is a guidebook on how to experience a good Lent. If you're like me, you look back on Advent not so long ago and remember all of these commitments that we made to having a great Advent and then took score at the end of Advent and said, I could have done so much better. I was definitely left wanting. So now we we prepare for Lent. We're, we're here, we're, we're, we're putting together our plan. The Catechism of the Catholic Church section 1438, identifies a series of things that we might undertake in uh, seasons of penance or times of penance, one of which is during the season of Lent. The other, by the way, is literally every Friday across the calendar year. People oftentimes think about Fridays as abstinent uh, from meat and things like that during season of Lent only. But in fact, the catechism calls on us to do that throughout the year on Fridays, not just in Lent. That notwithstanding, it identifies a series of things that we could do during, during those periods of penance. One is to undertake greater spiritual exercises, so to deepen our prayer life, something we, we can always certainly do more of. A second is through penitential liturgies. We'll see major differences over the season of Lent in the way the liturgies are conducted. Notably, uh, the Alleluia before the gospel is going to be omitted um, as uh, as that's an exclamation of joy. And rather than experiencing joy um, throughout the season of Lent, we're experiencing a little bit more of a solemnness, uh, far more subdued as we await the return of our Lord. The third is through major pilgrimage or is through pilgrimages to holy sites. Now, oftentimes people think about those as being to Rome or to the Holy Land or even Lourdes, France. Um, but there are actually holy sites throughout the world. Living in Denver, Colorado myself, I mean, within a couple of hours of Denver, there are a whole series of shrines uh, and, uh, and whole other holy sites that can be experienced. So rather than, you know, going Uh, to a movie on a Saturday afternoon, perhaps there's an opportunity to go to one of these holy sites. And then there's the big one, the one that people always think about during the season of Lent, and that's the self-denial. 
And the catechism identifies really two paths for self-denial. One is through almsgiving. The second is through fasting. And those, as we'll talk about, are not mutually exclusive. So now we turn to the readings. And in in light of that self-denial, we're actually given a pretty good guidebook uh, through the liturgy. Uh, So think about these as a handful of of rules for the road for self-denial. And I'll, I'll try to to bring in the citations to the greatest degree I can. But the first of these um, rules of the road is um, is around the visibility of the fasting of the self-denial. On Ash Wednesday, like so many, I went to, to Mass first thing in the morning and received ashes on my forehead. And the gospel we, we received was um, a bit challenging because the gospel said that the hypocrite is one who fasts so that they may be uh, visible to others in their fasting. And instead, in the words uh, of Jesus, that one should wash their face and anoint their forehead and go about basically uh, as though uh, they weren't in a state of fasting, that they're not suffering in any great way. And yet we walked around with ashes on our forehead. In fact, the priest who came from Latin America pointed out that in other parts of the world, they would actually apply the the ashes above the scalp line, above the the hairline, uh, so that it wasn't so visible. In any case, if the objective one is undertaking with the fast and self-denial is so that it's visible, so that they can proclaim that they're in self-denial, then they've already received their reward and uh, shouldn't expect anything more from it. So that was thing one. Thing two, the, the, uh, the second rule of the road is where possible, allow that, that self-denial to have a beneficiary. As I said, the other side of the coin of fasting is almsgiving. Well, let's presume for, for a second that someone was giving up red meat for, for Lent and going to um, foods that weren't nearly as expensive. Well, the, with the presumption that you would have been spending the money on it anyways, you could take that money now and turn it towards helping others. As uh, is called out in the prophet Isaiah, uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah, um, satisfying the afflicted and feeding the poor, feeding the hungry. So really thinking, is there a way that I can take my uh, Lenten sacrifice and actually direct it to the good of others? You know, one other example, I hear some people talk about giving up television for the season of Lent. Well, if we assume that you would have spent two or three hours uh, watching television every day, then what else could you do to the benefit of others during those two or three hours? I'm sure that there's no shortage of opportunities that any of us face. The third rule of the road for how to experience a great Lent is that it begins to permeate the remainder of your life. In the book of the prophet Isaiah, he calls out um, a whole series of of things um, around removing from your midst oppression, false accusation, malicious speech, bestowing your bread on the hungry, satisfying the afflicted, so on and so forth. 
And you, you come to recognize that these aren't simply about momentary self-denial. They're about changing the way you're living your life. If we look back to the reading from the prophet Joel on Ash Wednesday, he says, rend your hearts, not your garments. So it's not about simply tearing apart something in your life or, or uh, denying yourself something, but truly changing, using that, that self-denial as a path to change the way that you're living. It goes well beyond Lent. What are the things that we can do to, to truly use this as a catalyst to amend the way that we're, we're living our lives. In any number of the readings we can see this week that the, the, the sign, you know, simply undertaking these practices, these demonstrations for the sake of the practice, for the sake of the demonstration is insufficient. In the book of the prophet Isaiah, it starts talking about, you know, do I really want you to be undertaking self-denial for the sake thereof? And the answer is no, of course not. It's intended to bring you closer still to the Lord. In that same vein, in Isaiah, we hear about this really repugnant transactional approach that was expected. He says, they ask me to declare what is due them, pleased to gain access to God. We do, why do we fast and you do not see it, afflict ourselves and you take no note of it? I mean, quite literally, he's saying there are people, in this case, the Hebrews, who were living bad lives, undertook these practices and expected a reward. It's absurd. That's not about coming, becoming closer to the Lord. It's expecting a transaction from him. It's a price of entry. And we shouldn't expect that that's the case by our practices there. But rather, to truly undertake um, life-changing practices, to show our dedication, and to be grateful for the blessings that we have. And that brings us to the last rule of the road. And the fifth one, the biggest one in my mind. from the the epistle of St. James, who, as we said, was is canonically identified as James the Just, who was the uh, half-brother of Jesus himself. Um, we see this call for perseverance. We see this hear this this statement, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. Similar to uh, St. John of the Cross, when he says that the first step in a path towards holiness is through self-denial, is through abstinence, we hear James basically saying, listen, celebrate the challenges that you have, because it's in those challenges that you become closer to the Lord. The distractions of the day-to-day begin to fade away, and you're finding yourself almost as a child reliant on the Lord our Father for sustenance, for encouragement, um, and for our life itself. And so as we go through the season of Lent, rather than walking around with 
a load on our backs that we're having to undertake a fasting or rather than you know trying to demonstrate to others how holy we are should simply be celebrating silently the gifts and benefits that the Lord has given us to take joy in the trials and challenges that we may be undertaking and to give thanks to him who's given us so much thanks be to God Thank you.